have had a very Puffuanian day. Really? In what way? Well, as you know, I'm a fairly big person. And I was having breakfast this morning, and we had oatmeal. And I was just getting ready to pour. We put sunflower seeds in our oatmeal. My sunflower seeds on my oatmeal. When I felt my chair go sideways, and I ended up on the floor, and my chair is in five oh. pieces now. <laughs> That's no good. No, it'd been getting really wobbly, and I could tell it was like sagging. And I kept trying to tighten parts, but I couldn't find the part that I needed to tighten. And, it, you know, it was doing okay. And it just sort of collapsed in on itself this morning. It was very sad. And then mom went to the store and I made lunch and she came back and said, I said, the chickens just went crazy. She said, all right, I'll go check on them. And I went to put the ravioli in the hot water because I didn't want to start it before she got home. And I hear her call me and I go out and Bernie's got the squirrel cornered mm-hmm. under my truck. So the squirrels hurt, and Bernie's just like, play, you know, how they do. They just sort of ignore it until it starts to do something. So, but we didn't want it to get away because it's the one that's been stealing our eggs. And so mom's on one side of the truck. I'm on the other side of the truck. Both cats are there, and we're just like at a standoff. So finally, I chased the squirrel out, and Bernie took care of it and ate it. I'm not. And I felt bad because it was a baby squirrel, but it can't eat my eggs. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Oh, and then we were out pulling weeds, and it started to rain, so I'm still wet. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. I turned the heater on and got a blanket. That's why I said, just give me a sec, because I was like, I better get a blanket before I... I got some right now, and I'm I'm eating that. I'm like, ooh, I'm starting to get warm. (laughs) (laughs) Warm's good. Surprising how cold it is around. Surprising how what it gets? How cold it is right now. Mm-hmm. Because on Saturday, it was over 80 degrees. Yeah. And now it's 50-something. That's exactly what happened to us. It was in the low 80s, and then it dropped to 60 this morning. And rain. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's pretty much what it's doing here, too. I don't know what it's at the moment. Apparently, it feels like 13 degrees Celsius, which is 55. And this morning it was um, 75, 73, around there. Yeah, it says right now it's 59 and raining. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's not this morning. That's what it's planning to do um, tomorrow. Yeah. This morning it was 45, and but earlier in the week it has been much warmer. That's cool. So when, Scott, do you leave for Texas? Thursday at 5.45 in the morning. Ooh. <laughs> Meaning I have to be up at 4 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and is somebody yeah. driving you to the airport or are you? Yes, they're coming to pick me up at 4.30 in the morning. Oh, good friends you have. Yes, she's very kind to me. I'm doing the opposite. I'm leaving here at 11.30 at night. Mm. And you're taking a red eye. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm a little worried about it because... I don't want to sleep on the plane because I'll snore like a sailor and that would be bad because I snore bad when I sit up. And really? Because I, usually people say you've got to sit up and you won't snore. Uh, no. I sn- and my mouth hangs open and it's just, it's not pretty. So I don't really want to fall asleep, but it's only a four-hour flight. So I can stay up for four hours. That's not a big deal, but I'm arriving there at eight o'clock in the morning Yeah. because they're of the time difference. So I think I'm going to just try to stay up, and then when I get to their house, take a nap. And then hopefully I won't be too grumpy. That's the plan. Oh, give it, give, make sure you have some caffeine. Yeah, I need to take melatonin. 
that's mm. supposed to help reverse the jet lag. Well, they you may want to the- take a nap before you leave, too. I don't know. That's true. That might be an idea. I'm a terrible napper. Yeah, me too. I, I don't expect do. I'll have a problem with falling asleep on the plane because I never do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see, I guess. I fall asleep really easily in cars, so maybe I can convince myself it's the same thing, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think I'm going to just edit. I can keep myself very busy on the plane and just edit. <laughs> yeah. So... Especially since the podcast is due out that day on Friday, and Cora's <laughs> supposed to be editing it, and I haven't heard back from her. So hopefully it's getting done, but I don't know for sure. So I might be doing an overnight edit and release it on Saturday, just a day late. Mm-hmm. So, And I just nice. released uh, a POV, which I fully intended to put your recorded two weeks ago on and totally spaced it. So I need to mm-hmm. do that on the Firefly one. Mm-hmm. I still think we should do some sort of um, two-point podcast with four of us or whatever. But mm-hmm. That'd be fun. I have no idea whether I'm going to get to see Jen or not. I sent her a Facebook message yesterday, but I have not heard anything back. You kind of have to poke at her. She doesn't always get things right away. Yeah. So I just talked to Melinda and talked to her. It's not quite fangirling, but we're both really excited to meet each other, so it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So I said, you, nice. you know, you're the reason I found PFW, right? She's like, no, I don't know this story. So I had to tell her the story about her mailing list, introducing me to Potterfic Weekly. Oh, well, there you go. She is the reason I'm here. And we're very glad to have you. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Well, unless you have any um, interesting stories, Trisha, I suppose we could get started on this. No, I've been very... What did you post the other day? That you were a girly girl or you weren't a girly girl? I'm not a girly girl. Well, I knew that. I thought it was, I thought it said something about you being a girly girl and I was confused. I can't remember why I was being, uh, I think I was, I have no idea what I was. <laughs> okay then. All right. For Friday, January 8th, 2016, this is episode 225 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. Nerdy awesome fun. Nerdy awesome fun, that's us, man. There's something going on. I'm not Microsoft. <laughs> I wasn't snoring, was I? How much over love? If I start snoring, let me know. Friends Never mind, I'm not going there, I'm not going there. Uh, we're just having adventures. Yep, we're adventures. Adventures are good. Good girl, I'll talk best to others. Super evil. Sounds like okay. Come on. I snorted so much yesterday, it was unreal. (laughs) (laughs) Same shape time, same shape channel. It's all snake. Can we find Trisha? I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Oh, oh nice. shit! It's so floppy. Yes, Scott. They're there, there to talk about the sector. They're gonna worry about homework oh. later. <laughs> I swear, yeah. I read them for the stories. <laughs> Sex and snow gags. Awkward. I'm so good at nightmares. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the flagship of the family of podcasts that is Potterfic Weekly, or Puffwa, if you prefer. I'm Sue. 
I'm Scott. I'm Trisha. And tonight we are doing the second set of chapters of Lessons for Life, which is Trisha's pick. And she missed it last week, so we're glad she's here this time. Yeah, sorry. Life was got ahead of me. Yeah, life does that on occasion. Yeah. This is probably one of the first stories that I read that got into fan fiction. It's not anything, like, real huge. It's just a nice, easy read that you don't really have to, like, think too much about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. It's just a nice, easy read. But it's got a good, I mean, it's a good story. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. Okay. It's, that's what it is. It's just something you would enjoy, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of fluffy, but not too much fluffy. See, we know we don't, I don't like a lot of fluffy. No. No one has puked as of yet. <laughs> Darn, Sir Trisha. <laughs> no, no one pu- No, this is this was this was during my pre-puke phase. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm still in the puke phase right now, but I, I digress. <laughs> so, where we left off last week is Harry was using his usual method of picking dress clothes and closing his eyes and pointing, mm-hmm. uh, so that he could go to this thing that Sirius has kind of dragooned him into where he's apparently going to be a guest of honor. And so as we open Chapter 7, he's arrived at the meeting hall, and there's hundreds of wizards and witches coming. Yes. And he thanks his luck for allowing him to select one of the uh, more elaborate robes he owns, because it's a pretty dress-up party, and he didn't quite know that, so he could have showed up uh, like Fred and George. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's perfect, Fred and George. They're they're crazy, and they're and yeah. What 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 was the color they liked? Lime uh, green, was it? Or? Yeah. yeah, something like that. And the other one's dressed up like a barber pole, swirling. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh uh, yes. Kind of makes you nauseous. <laughs> hey, there's my puking. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry is found by Hagrid and taken into where the Weasleys are. And Molly's telling him how handsome he is, but she's a little worried about what the rest of her children are going to look like because, you know. But she's not worried about Ron because Hermione has really good taste. Mm -hmm. Yes. What, Scott? But you never know with Fred and George. No, you don't. So she's not so impressed by their innovation in their evening wear. No. Apparently a lot of the girls are wearing muggle ball gowns just because uh, they've decided it's fun evening wear. Mm Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, George is in lime green, which apparently actually glow, and uh, Fred is a barber ball. <laughs> it's just awful. <laughs> but I love I love Penelope, who is Percy's wife, and, and Molly says, oh, you look so nice. How on earth do you keep that figure with all those babies? And she's like, we all have a strict diet. Scheduling every meal really helps. <laughs> Harry's like, oh, for heaven's sake. Only Percy's wife would schedule meals for their house elves. Mm-hmm. So I think Penelope and Percy sort of deserve each other. Yes, they're yeah. very well matched in this story. Mm-hmm. Everyone else seems to enjoy Fred and George's robes. Dumbledore, of course, thinks they're wonderful. Yes. Uh, oh, it's most useful to be able to capture a crowd as soon as you show up. Uh, maybe that's the why he dresses the way he does. Yeah, that could be it. He's eccentric. <laughs> He's eccentric. <laughs> and Fred's like, Mom, how was your trip? <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, Percy and Ron will behave themselves. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, one thing I love something about, at least in, in this story, is the exchange of not just the twins, but Chloe and how, I mean, 
she just captures a four-year-old mm-hmm. so perfectly. And I'm like, this is great. I love this. Yeah. And somehow Hermione's not there. And no one knows why. No, she's going to be late for the award ceremony. And oh, Harry's like, God. what award ceremony? Oops. <laughs> That's why you're the guest of honor. You're getting awards. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Great. Because I don't have to make a speech. Oh, well, it would be uh, great for your public image, don't you know, says Percy. <laughs> and then here comes Hermione. And the reason she's late is she's come to drag Ginny to this thing, because she wasn't going to come. No. And, and of course, it's like a Cinderella moment. And like, it's not mm. like it's Ginny, and everybody's going, <laughs> At least in Harry's mind, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, he he's, stops thinking about much else. His mouth is dropped open, and he needs to remember to close it. I, I love, I love Fred. Bravo, Jenny! Way to be social. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she hasn't been doing much of that lately. And Lee Jordan is the MC, which makes mm-hmm. sense. Apparently, he has a, a Wizarding Wireless show. Yes, and he, he does likes late night talk show. Doing the MC stuff, so he does it every every time. Oh, excuse me, every time they need something. Whenever he has a chance. And apparently they're dedicating this meeting hall to the Potter family. Mm-hmm. And Harry's impressed because they at least talk about James and Lily and they're dedicating it in their memory as well. So right. he does give a little bit of a speech about it, how he's thankful for that. Then they get to eat. Well, no, but, the, but the thing is, Dumbledore gets what he always wants. Yes. Socks. Socks. And a certificate or a black. I don't but yeah, socks. Black. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so Lee or whoever did the organizing apparently did their research. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I love Ron and Hermione in this. I mean, there's there's a time where I don't like Ron. Mm-hmm. I don't like him very much because he's an ass. But I, they they just jab at each other. It's so foreplay that it's unreal. Oh but yeah. The thing is, she's she goes for heaven's sake, don't mash your potatoes with your other food. It's just horrible manners. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I mix everything together. <laughs> Too. You have it's to mix hash, Hermione. With your yeah, you mix things with mashed potatoes. That's what mashed potatoes are for. They're the glue to hold things on your fork. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how else are you supposed to eat peas with a fork? Right. You That's mix possible. it with your mashed potato. Yeah, these two are uh, doing a lot of foreplays. Well, some people just don't like that sort of thing too. Like, uh, I know my one sister, especially when she was a kid. I don't think it matters so much anymore, but. There was a period there where nothing on the plate could oh, touch yeah, each other. Yeah, nothing can touch each other. And if it yeah. did, you cannot possibly eat that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's touched oh, on yeah. thing. <laughs> did you get Did you get the plate with the little compartments for her then? <laughs> I don't think we had those at that point. No. <laughs> he probably it probably would have made life a lot easier. Oh yeah, those yeah. things are great. Yeah, I just sit there and stir everything up. Like, yeah, this is good. Yeah. Hey, get all those. Ron and are just having fun with it. I think they mm-hmm. argue about anything they can figure. Possibly argue, argue about. about. <laughs> There's a line here that's totally out of uh, Potterfic Weekly lore. It says, "Of course, Harry's got an excellent repertoire. You twit, he's Harry Potter." <laughs> I just shared Jen. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> Percy's trying to convince him to run for office, and Harry's going, "Ah, uh, no." I'm fine being at or thanks. Thank you. I don't need any more. Uh, I don't think so. Yes. Apparently, um, Percy's the minister, which I did not realize until we got to this part of the uh, <laughs> thing. Because they're saying he should run for governor. You know, he he's done well enough as minister. He could probably do both at once. Right. Um, so, yeah. yes, he, he got to do to fulfill his amb- ambitions in this one. 
So he's the Minister for Magic. That's very cool for Percy, because he's always wanted to do that. And then Fred and George are talking about expanding their shop, and they've decided that they're, not only are they going to sell practical joke stuff, but the shop's going to be a practical joke. So it's going to have, you know, floors that move and walls that disappear. and It's Hogwarts! Yeah, basically. And mm-hmm. Remus thinks they're going to get themselves sued. Mm, they probably are. Vanishing cabinets. Good thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fake doors. But then a dong or bell sig- signals and it's time to go dance. <laughs> Harry's yeah. like, what? <laughs> I know. Everybody else leaves and he's standing there like a goober. Oh, gee, what should I do here? Yeah, so Parvati comes up and gets him to dance. Mm-hmm. She's apparently working for the fashion column at Witch Weekly. Of course. Yeah. And uh, she's, you know, kind of hoping to get together with him and get access to his money, apparently. That's what he thinks, anyway. Well, it's just, I mean, yeah, holy crap. I mean, what was it? Uh, chasing him for his money. Or she goes, Father for each weekly. Uh, I hear yeah. you're in the big money now, Yeah, Harry. there we are. <laughs> yeah, any main squeezes in your life? Uh, yeah. It's like, if he wasn't mistaken, he'd, he's getting the impression that she was... Uh, Chasing for his money. Oh, yep, there it is. <laughs> and then Justin comes along and uh, saves him from, from Parvati. From Parvati, yes. Yeah. And uh, Hermione and Ron are cheerfully arguing as they dance because they both think they're the one that's leading. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then we get to have a little tete-a-tete with Draco Malfoy, who's not being pleasant as usual. Never. Uh, he's not, you know, he's not pleasant. Yeah. What's the matter? No ladies for you, Potter? Harry's just like, step away from me or I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and Draco's, you know, poking at him, poking at him. And Harry's like, look, I'll tell you this last time. I didn't kill your father. The Dark Lord did. He killed your father to save himself. He's a murderer and a coward. And any idiot that supported him, well, they deserved what they got. <laughs> and Malfoy's like, starts to take a swing at him. But Harry says, I wouldn't do that. Lots of people around, don't you know? And so then he threatens his family, which is never a smart thing to do to Harry. No. But then Pansy comes and sweeps him away before Harry can deck him or anything of the sort. Yeah, that's good. And then Hagrid comes to talk to him for a bit and says, Well, quit standing around here, go dance, and shoves him onto the dance floor. (laughs) And so he... So he goes to dance with Mrs. Weasley. Picture himself doing that, so that's okay. (laughs) And then Ginny is dancing with Arthur at the time, and Arthur comes and takes his wife away. And, oh, look, now Harry's dancing with Ginny. <laughs> <laughs> with Arthur's prettiest daughter. I'm your only yeah. daughter. Not the point. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. That used to be said to me. They're like, oh, look, it's Mr. Steele. Staley's most wonderful daughter. And I'm like, I'm his only one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So they talk about Chloe for a bit, because, you know, mm-hmm. they have that in common, so that works. And somehow Harry finds that dancing with Ginny's pretty easy. They seem to have be in sync. That yeah. works out well. And, and Ginny's then, just marveling that her feet are not hurting. <laughs> yeah, because he's not stepping on them yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm, which Neville always did. And uh, Lavender tries to, to get him to dance, and he says, I'll, I'll save one for you, but right now I'm promised to Ginny. And uh, he's like, you didn't say anything about that to me. He said, yeah, but I just want to dance with you. Mm-hmm. So, so they do for a while. And then 
for a while more, and then and some more, then some more, and then everybody's cleared out of the ballroom, and they're the only ones still there, and they're like, "Oh, um, I guess we should um, go home." <laughs> yeah, but first he kisses her in front of God and everybody, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, "What?" I know everybody's staring at him. What's happening there? Mm-hmm. Oh, and we move on to I guess chapter that's, eight. That's the next chapter where he kisses her. I missed. I didn't. Oh no, it's, it's, it's at the, the very last end. line. It's at of the this very line. Line. last yeah. line. He's gonna okay. lean over and kiss her. And everybody, when does this thing go? What is this thing? I have to go all the way up to the top. Back to the top. To I know it's a yeah. pain in the butt. I know. That's an annoying thing about Sugar Quill. They don't have previous and next buttons at the bottom, just at the top. What I end up doing is highlighting the number in the URL bar and just typing the next number in. Ah, uh, that's smart. So we've shifted to Ginny's point of view, and this is wonderful. And he, and then Harry says, "I don't know what came over me. Too much champagne." And she's like, you just, "I just want to smack him." I'm like, "You don't say that." Yeah, I know. But, but the thing that just out. occurred to me is, she says, "I didn't think you had champagne tonight," and he says, "I didn't." And the thing that just occurred to me is that her dress is champagne colored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I that's did, what he's referring did, to. I did not even think about that. Mm-hmm. I just love that she called him out. She's like, didn't have any. Yeah. And, yeah, and this is so, I love this whole exchange out here. What the bloody hell is that? <laughs> says Ron. <laughs> oh my goodness, says Hermione. Molly, look at Ginny and Harry. <laughs> Percy takes off his glasses and cleans them. I don't believe it. <laughs> So basically everybody notices and looks at them, Mm -hmm. and Harry pretends not to notice. Right. I I love Remus. He goes, well, I certainly didn't expect to see that this evening. (laughs) And Harry's just going to ignore them all. And he doesn't know what to say. Mm -hmm. It was so cute. It just made made me giggle the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. That's what that, I think. That's why I like this story because it's just they have these little giggle moments. You're like, oh, really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. And and he's starting to sort of ponder and panic. And he says, "What you know? What do we do now?" And I can't just stand here. And she's like, "You're not. You're dancing." And he's like, "Oh, that's right." And then they start dancing some more. But the Weasleys are all huddled together and darting glances at them. And Molly's like, "Oh, it's positively wonderful." Mr. Weasley's very happy, too. And, you know, Percy's like, well, we just can't expect them to run off and tie the knot. Ron's like, what knot? They're not allowed to tie any knots. I don't know. That was quite a kiss. <laughs> yeah. And this is when they notice that the whole mm-hmm. ballroom is cleared out and they're the only ones left. Yeah. Uh, and so he thanks her for a wonderful evening. And then, or no, she did. She says that. And he says pleasant dreams. And then they go home. Yes. And his house is completely still, and he's not used to that anymore because of Chloe. And he should go to sleep, but he's thinking about Draco and what Draco said. and he's so, kind of freaking him out. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's starting to freak out. And, you know, it's like 5 o'clock in the morning. He could go get her. <laughs> and I'm thinking, Bill's going to kill you if you show up in his house this early. Mm-hmm. But, and apparently, he gets so stressed... He's walking around the um, Hogwarts Lake. Yeah. And he basically boils off all the, the layer of ice that's on top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So instead of going straight to Bill's, he, he goes to Hogwarts to kind of clear his head and, and settle himself. But it, it doesn't work. And so he lets off a little steam. 
Well, mm-hmm. I mean, there might be some boiled fish now for yeah for dinner. Yeah. Well, the you know the squid then uh, he can have some boiled fish. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully, the squid didn't get boiled. Yeah. Hey, calamari for all. Yeah, he only he only lit the ice on fire. I don't think he boiled the lake. No. Oh, okay. Much just that there isn't any ice left. And he does try to go to bed, but he can't sleep. So he's just mm-hmm. not sure. So he heads over to Percy's place, mm-hmm. where there is an enormous roaring lion as a door knocker. Well, that sounds about right. And Harry keeps imagining it should have flags in the the uh, rule Britannia play whenever you knock it, but he doesn't mention it because he thinks Percy would actually take him seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the nanny shows up in her dressing gown and ruffled nightcap. She's like, my goodness, Mr. Potter, are you all right? It's five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and he's like, mm-hmm. I want Chloe. But, but she's asleep. It doesn't matter. No, I can carry her. So he just apparates home with her and uh, mm-hmm. she doesn't wake up apparently. And he tucks her in and then goes to bed in the study. And then we have Chloe waking up and realizing, oh, I'm at home again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she takes Norbert, the stuffed dragon, with her to explore the house and finds Harry asleep on the couch and... Leaves Norbert on his chest to guard him while yeah. she goes to get some breakfast. Good dragon, stay. I mean, see, that is such a little kid thing to do. That's what mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's trying to figure out what time it is. Because she's learned how to to tell time in school, but she's not very good at it yet. And she thinks it's 725. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then he wakes up and there's a dragon sitting on his chest. Mm-hmm. Grinning at him Thanks. wildly. Thankfully, a small stuffed dragon, not mm-hmm. an actual dragon. So he gets up and goes and finds her. And she tells him, happy morning. And she's, he's like, happy morning? And she says, well, there's happy birthday and happy Easter and happy Christmas and happy Valentine's Day. Why can't we have happy mornings? And he mm-hmm. says, okay. It's, it's kid logic. And then the thing is, sometimes when you have kid logic, it's just, it makes more sense sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works. Why not? No, that's little kid logic, not medium-sized kid logic where you want to beat them over the head. Right. <laughs> now, you're not a little kid at heart anymore. You're, you're a pita. Pain in the tush. Pain in the ass. He's a pita. <laughs> pita. Got it. The doorbell rings, and he's like, hmm, I wonder who that could be. And she said, maybe it's the circus. <laughs> yeah, the like, circus makes house calls now, do they? Yeah. <laughs> it's apparently the postman mm-hmm. who has a pile of packages. Yes, and it's a muggle postman who had a hell of a time finding the house. Which I love is Chloe goes, oh, it's a muggle. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what's a muggle? Uh, nothing. No, Mr. well, Harry, Harry has to go to find a pen mm-hmm. or a, a quill. Or a quill, yeah. Mr. Harry Potter, it's Potter. Oh, Mr. Potter, sir. Potter. No problem, Mr. Peter. Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have yeah. a quill, I mean a pen? Oh, bugger, I left it in the truck. Yeah, it's a long way down there. Mm-hmm. So he goes off to get a pen mm-hmm. to sign for these packages. And so Chloe has a little conversation with him. It's too bad you're a muggle. You aren't magic. Oh, so he just thinks she's playing games or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're cute. Are you a muggle? No, of course not. I'm a witch. And it's like the poor secrecy is totally blown. <laughs> yeah. Oh, have you got a black cat, too? No, but we do have an owl. She delivers our post much faster than you. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's starting to be boring now. Cute kid you got there, Mr. Patter. Quite imagination. Talk, tell on. me I'm being a muggle, and you got owls that deliver posts for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that 
Chloe always thinking up new things. Yep. Couldn't possibly be Owls delivering post. No, no. Yeah. Look, I'm really sorry about this, Hal. Sorry about what? Erasing your memory. <laughs> Oblivious. What? Yeah. He just gives up at keeping, um, at giving him innocuous answers. Like, interesting house you got here. How do you manage to get it to stay up? Oh, magic. magic. (laughs) That a new building company. Nope. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So he wipes his memory and sends him away. And it's apparently, uh, these packages are from Dudley. They've sent her all of Chloe's things, which are not. I like it. It's an anteater. Yeah. Probably, Probably not. Not. <laughs> not even half as exciting. So they have boxes and stuff, but one of the things that he gets are pictures of the baby Chloe, and that makes him very happy. So do you think that he calls her Chloe as a nickname, or do you think that there's times where they just don't put the E on the end? I think it's on purpose. That's what I was thinking, too. It is too. a nickname thing, because it's always in speech that that happens. Okay. I just wanted to... Chloe spelled like that does not come out as Chloe on, on the text reader. Text reader. Uh, I, I don't remember what it says, but it's very confusing. And so yeah, I just... And he, he sees these pictures, and, they, and Chloe looks at him and he goes, I didn't smell very much. And I was like, that's understandable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they've sent these terrible clothes that she's not going to have to wear. The ones that the wife picked out. Ugh. So they're going to go take their own family portraits so they've got some nicer pictures. Yeah. But they do frame these pictures and put them around because yeah. they're pictures of her. Her, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then, Harry asks her if he wants to change her last name or not, and she does. Mm-hmm. She's very impressed that he can do that because she didn't know you could change names. Mm-hmm. But yes, apparently but you can. Especially if you're magical. Yeah. Yep. He's a wizard. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just easier just to go like that because it's just too much more fun. Mm-hmm. They try to sh- tell them about the whole records. Yeah. Yeah. But the uh, priority for Chloe is to get with the playing because she's got some dolls that she wants to play with with mm-hmm. him. A little and, tea uh, party going on. One of them is actually him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Without an arm. Yeah. yeah. Kind of fall Megan apart. had two and uh, one of them lost its arm, so she got that one. Yeah. yeah. You be him, okay? I am him, says Harry. Yep. And they're going to play Christmas ball, and he tells her about dancing with Miss Ginny. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, you're going to get married! Mm-hmm. Right, because in her mind, if you dance with somebody, like Cinderella, you get married. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then we move on to Chapter 10, where Ron slams down the Daily Prophet, because it's... Potter and Weasley Longbottom, wedding bells before the week is over, blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah, so... <laughs> Other and people just, are seeing weddings, too. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. he's just being a... He's just going off the deep end. Yeah. Ron did that a lot in um, stories that were written around this time. Mm-hmm. You know, we had all we had was book four Ron to go on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but now we see Jenny reading the paper, and she thinks it's quite fun. Yeah, she thinks it's yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. My God, the only thing I can think of, is she going to go Jenny Weasley Longbutter Potter? Maybe. Holy crap. <laughs> Well, she could change. She could shorten it. She's like she a Rolodex. She could be Ginny WLP. <laughs> well, I guess Dumbledore kind of did that, except his are all middle names. Yeah. I don't know what she's reading, but it's uh, Ginny Weasley Longbottom is apparently the newest dame to be wooed by the hero. <laughs> but she's like, yeah, I better uh, get I this friend George. Maybe on. they'll call me Harry's dame in front of mom. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Chloe's dressed and waiting. She wants to go Christmas shopping, but Harry's slow. Grown-ups are so slow. Mm-hmm. And then... And she's trying to get her feet to touch when she's sitting on the couch, but she's not quite tall enough. Nope. No. But she's trying. She's practicing being tall. Yep. And then he puts on all sorts of winter robes and su- and a heavy cloak and mittens, and she's going, ah, it's hot in here, but... Says yes, but we'll we'll want it in a moment because they apparate to Hogsmeade Mm -hmm. where it's winter and snowing. Mm hmm. So, and they wander into a shop that is like a forest with flowers and things. Mm -hmm. Apparently, the wizard florists grow their flowers and such right in the shop. Yeah. And so he's going to order up some roses for Miss Ginny. Mm hmm. And she says, he says, I'd like a bouquet of flowers. And she says, good bunch or bad bunch? And he's like, good bunch. So apparently people send biting flowers or cursed ones or mm-hmm. they cause hives or do something else to I mean, the what recipients. Kind of, what kind of florist is allergic to their own stuff? Well, I'm a farmer and I'm allergic to dirt, so I can kind okay. of understand. All right, all right. Yeah, it happens. I break out hives. So he picks some nice pink roses. I'm wondering how he manages to pick a color that's not going to clash with Ginny's hair, but she apparently likes them, so. Mm-hmm. Well, and she doesn't have to. They're sort yeah. of a, they're a graduated pink almost, because it describes them more when she gets them. And apparently they're gold on the outside and then red on the inside. Nice. It's like, Interesting. It's like our poppies. Our, our poppies are running riot right now, which is nice, but it rained, so they're starting to fall over and... We were out trying to figure out whether we needed to pull them because they were smashing the tomatoes or not. And we have some that are white and laced with pink, edged with pink. Okay. Oh, it's my favorite poem. And I can't remember. Ah, shit. (laughs) I see where I got confused, too, because he buys a single pink one for Chloe to have. Right. And he gets these gold and red ones for Ginny. And he's sending her these flowers, and he says, you know... I feel like we've got something here. We should give it a try. Mm-hmm. So she decides to go for it. And then they're shopping, and Chloe is trying to get at a book that's in the middle of the stack and nearly pulls all of it over on top of her. Yeah. That's <laughs> so what you do. He saves her because she's... And she has no idea. And then a few minutes later, she does it again and topples them all on top of him. <laughs> yeah. She tries to do it with her wand because she saw him do it. Mm-hmm. He picked up the stack and took the one out that she wanted and put the rest of the stack down. And so she tries to magic it, and it's not working, and she tries again, and the whole stack just falls over. <laughs> Knocks him flat. And, of course, Draco Look shows up. Who's walking by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Draco Malfoy. Here, there, I sent you the poem. I was thinking of the Red Rose Whispers. Mm-hmm. You're not going to read it to us? <sighs> All right. The red rose whispers of passion, and the white rose breathes of love. Oh, the red rose is a falcon, white rose is a dove. But I send you a cream white rosebud with a flush of its pet on its petal tips. For the love is the purest and sweetest, has a kiss of desire on the lips. Nice. John Boyle O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Still, it's one of my favorite poems. I like it. It's very cool. Yeah. Much nicer than Draco Malfoy. Yes. Yeah. It, of course. Well, there are occasional versions of Draco Malfoy that we like, but this is not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I love this exchange. Who's that man, Daddy? Oh, only the most wealthy wizard in the world. 
That's Draco Malfoy, interrupts Harry. Oh, says Chloe. Yes, she you're remembers now. She's heard of me. Yeah, you're the ferret. Ferret. <laughs> <laughs> Draco. Yeah. the Baltic ferret. <laughs> mm-hmm. You better teach that filthy mud child some matters, hiss Malfoy. Yeah, and so they they snipe back and forth at each other for a while, and nothing much comes of it except to reaffirm that Draco's not a nice guy. And then Ginny is apparently also in the store and notices this whole exchange mm-hmm. and then comes up to say hi to them. And Chloe wants to know, Daddy says you danced with him. Is that true? Yes, it is. Okay, so you're getting married then. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe! <laughs> I mean, well, you dance together, now you have to get married. That's what people do. That's how it works in the fairy tales. Once they dance together, they get married. Oh, mm-hmm. children are just the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I mean, especially at that age. they're so correlation and causation thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah. just pure innocence. But the thing is, they, they break straight through it. I mean, there's no, I mean, there's no games with them. No. And she's got a little bit more ammunition because, you know, Ginny says, well, that's a fairy story. Those aren't real. Yes, but fairies are real. <laughs> oh. So why not their stories? Oh, hmm. Let's get some lunch and figure this out. Yep. And she has another question. Can dragons sneeze? And if so, do they sneeze fire? Right. Because this is important to know. And so Ginny so says... Ginny promises to ask Charlie. Mm-hmm. They can write a letter to him during free time on Monday. And she thanks Harry for the pretty roses. Yeah. And, let's and see. she tells him he should have been a poet instead of an or It would have been less dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the insurance people seem to think so, too. It's very strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Chloe slips and falls, and he starts to hurry over, but Jenny stops him. He's like, how did you know that? Mm-hmm. And, She's and five. They bounce. They bounce. <laughs> They totally do, too. Oh, my God. I remember when Org was, I mean, he was little. He was about two or three. And for some reason, he was going up the the attic steps, and he was carrying something. Why he was doing it, I don't know. And don't ask me why the heck, at the time, my cousin was living with us. She was taking care of Org. We were in his room. We didn't even notice he went up the steps until we see this little... We see him doing like a cartwheel down the steps. <laughs> oh dear! And it was the scariest thing. And we brought down to where he landed, and then we're like, "He's like again." It yeah, was like, <laughs> totally. Can I do we're that like, again? That was, was fun. No. <laughs> yeah, for and a while, my mom was convinced I was going to be a stunt man. I just throw myself at the ground all the time. <laughs> uh, but then he realized what our face was like, and that's when he started to cry. <laughs> yeah, because then he got mm. scared. Mm-hmm. At some point when I was, I don't know, probably 11 or so, I tripped down the stairs, down from where the bedrooms were in our house at the time, Mm -hmm. and they were carpeted, but it wasn't like super thick carpet. I have no memory of the parts in the middle. I remember tripping, and I remember landing at the bottom, and I wasn't hurt at all, but it just sort of blurred together. (laughs) I think you flew. Mm Mm-hmm. It was probably my accidental magic going in. Well, that's good. It probably mm-hmm. saved you from a nasty fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like Org was doing a cartwheel down, down, down the steps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, they head yeah. off to the restaurant, and, of course, they run into the paparazzi. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're having a wonderful time, and then there's <laughs> flash. Yeah, <laughs> flash after flash. But the maitre d' at this great restaurant chases him out. Get out of my restaurant. 
You are upsetting my clientele. <laughs> yes. Gene, <laughs> I mean John. <laughs> yep. And Chloe wants to know if they make hamburgers, and he's like, never. <laughs> <laughs> I will make you something better. Yeah. And they have almond encrusted fish or something like that, mm-hmm. which is apparently very good. It sounds good. And we have some more little moments with Chloe. She likes to sing. It's mm-hmm. sad that everyone doesn't know how to sing. Some people know how to sing, but they can't. Yeah. And at least everybody knows how to laugh. I don't think there's anybody who doesn't know how to laugh. It's just, mm, maybe Professor Snape. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that, Daddy? Well, there's Professor Snape, but she goes, it's Professor Snake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. She does. She calls him Professor Snake, which is really funny. That's a word that you know, and it also works. <laughs> totally works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... And they keep Christmas shopping until they get most of it done, and then Ginny's got to go home. Yep. And then later along, Chloe is thinking. She's resting her chin on the couch. And she says, I've decided that you should make Miss Ginny love you so you can get married. <laughs> yep. That's what you have to do. Positively sure. You did dance with her after all, Daddy. And he she says, has well, to you explain. can't just make people fall in love with you. It's something that just happens. And, you know, if we ever do get married, it's going to be a long time from now. There's a lot of change involved, and and she's been asleep this whole time. <laughs> yeah. So. And we shift back to the nursery on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Ginny has something fun to tell everybody. There's something coming. Mm-hmm. It's Animal Cracker Day! Yay! Yay! No, no, that's, that's that. not it. <laughs> it is. That's, that's Show and it. tell! Yay! But you have to wait till the end on the six. And Chloe comes up to write her letter. Uh-huh. So we have, dear Charlie, I hope this letter finds you well. It really it was really too bad you had to miss the Christmas ball. It was wonderful. You and Bill certainly are avoiding coming home quite a bit lately. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> but I've been keeping busy with the nursery school and another things. Uh, Harry's little girl, Chloe Potter, would like to add a small question. She's very interested in the answer. Dear Mr. Charlie, do dragons sneeze fire? I would like to know. Could you tell me about dragons? Chloe Grace Potter, all in all caps. (laughs) Yeah. Because she likes the capitals much better. Well, I mean, who doesn't? Well, the thing is, that's how I write anyhow. As uh, I work in an engineering firm, an architectural firm, we pretty much all do capital letters anyhow. Yeah. Well, capital letters are easier to write. Well, it's easier. You can't. It's easier to read, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She had to, um, she spelled fire correctly all by herself, but she had to ask how to smell sneeze, because it's weird. Yeah. How no, I can't smell sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I hope he sends an answer soon. He will. Mm-hmm. She goes over to join Play Megan pretend. and Sullivan in the dress-up area. Mm-hmm. She's, she's and, uh, Megan's the zoo lady. Yeah. Yeah. And Sullivan's an aura. And Chloe says, my daddy's an aura. He has lots of books. He has to look at them a lot. And then he goes to put the bad people in jail. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they blew up the bad guys. Nah. That's boring. So then he's going to be a broom racer instead. Yeah. It's much easier. (laughs) But then the door bangs open and... And some bad guys show up. Bad guys actually do show up. Mm -hmm. And Ginny tries to protect them. She gathers them behind herself like a good mother hen. Mm-hmm. But they. But she does manage to curse a couple of them, but then she, she gets, gets pretty beat up in the herself. end. Yeah, yeah. And one of them slaps her, or punches her, and, and they have come for Chloe. Have come for Chloe. Chloe. Hmm. I wonder who it could be. 
Who could possibly want to kidnap Chloe? We haven't run into anyone who's been threatening Harry's family lately, have we? No, I don't think so. <laughs> so I love the end of the uh, this the doc, the chapter blah, 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 the author's note. Have you hugged your stuffed dragon today? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she says that at the end of a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I think there was. A, I think they ended up. Having, there was a group for this. Yeah, or something like that. There was a Yahoo group. If you go to it now, it says, thanks, we're glad you found us. Um, find us now on the GeoCities page, which no longer exists. <laughs> Aww. So you can tell this was made a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Yahoo group does still exist, but it's not active, I don't think. So Chloe groggily wakes up, and she's in the blackness, and it's cold. And she cries a little because she knows that there's enormous monsters outside the room, outside the door, blowing cold air in on her. And she's got a gag in her mouth, and she can't move anything but her head, and she can't even scream for help. She is petrified. She is. She's like, I'm going to be a good Gryffindor. I'm going to be a good Gryffindor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to be brave. And her eyes are starting to adjust to the light, and she can see some things like ugly candle holders that have snakes on them and stuff like that. And there's a fireplace. It's pretty lifeless. And she whispers, Daddy, I'm trying to be a Gryffindor. And Harry bursts into the Daily Prophet wanting to talk to somebody, anybody. And the receptionist is a bitch. (laughs) Do you have an appointment? Take me to your writers, photographers, or for God's sake, someone important. Do you know who I am? Well... To be fair, you generally don't respond well to people who come uh, into your office doing that sort of thing. Yeah, but she could have been... I, she was poking at him. Yeah, the Daily Prophet apparently isn't all that fond of him. No, they're not. Because he always refuses to give any good interviews, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he ends up barreling through and looking for a reporter, and he's looking for just one or two, and he ends up in an entire room of them. And the head reporter is, of course, our favorite reporter, Miss Rita Skeeter. Oh, yay. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, blowing smoke rings and grinning. And she writes down what it's going to cost him on a piece of paper for a full-page ad. And he takes the paper and he writes a number at the bottom and passes it back. And she thinks it's going to be less. And it's actually double. And they're all looking at each other going, whoa Pleasure doing business with you, Harry. Come in any time. But it doesn't do a whole lot of good. And they've got announcements going on the Wizarding Wireless. And Percy's made a couple announcements. He's telling the kidnappers that anything happens to Chloe, it's going to be very serious. And Harry and Mm -hmm. all of them are going through law books trying to figure out a law because you can't... You can't just go search Malfoy Manor even though... Harry's absolutely sure that's who has her. Mm-hmm. He has no actual proof. And he can't do anything until she's been missing for 24 hours. Which is silly. I, I understand if the, if yeah, the child goes what? missing on their own, or you think they're runaway or something like that, then you wait 24 hours. But if you know somebody took the child, then yeah. you shouldn't have to wait 24 hours. Yeah, exactly. that's true. Yeah, so. this, this how, we're just going to have to say... If the plot says so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's fine, but yeah. And then we have our scene where Draco comes to see Chloe, and we realize that he's not just 
a bad guy. He's actually gone nuts. He's insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he thinks he's been taken over by Lord Voldemort. Yes. Yeah. Lord Voldemort did not die. He has possessed Draco. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't think so. Chloe is in there and Draco comes in and starts. He's, he's, he's yeah. something short of a dozen. Yeah. And she's like, my daddy's going to get you. And he doesn't care. He's like, I hope mm-hmm. he does. Uh-huh. You're not his daughter. You're just an orphan. When she talks back to him, he's going to slap her and she doesn't care. She's a pretty tough little kid for a five-year-old. She's spunky. She is. She's always been spunky. But she starts crying. I want to go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's when he tells her that he's Lord Voldemort. He's lost it big time. And then we have the Oars. Oh, not the Oars. It's the lawyers telling Harry that they got the search warrant because apparently they found a loophole, but that Draco has filed a restraining order against Harry. So Harry's not allowed to go in the house. And Harry's like, mm-hmm. I don't care. Just somebody search the manor. So he gets to stand on the lawn glaring. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, the searchers do not find anything. No, because the wall that she's behind is enchanted to disappear. Mm-hmm. So I guess the door that she's The door behind. disappears into a wall, yes. Although we don't find that out until a little bit later. Mm-hmm. They so try. Harry is basically having a lot of sleepless nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's standing out in the snow for four hours. Ginny comes to talk to him and try to get him to go in. Yeah, and then the Aurors come out and say they didn't find anything. And Draco has a gloating moment because Daddy came and didn't find her. Mm-hmm. And we meet Aiden, his uh, young son, who is much more sensibly named than Scorpius. Mm, yes. Yeah. But who is very spoiled. Indeed. And what's that? It's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mudblood, Daddy. Get it out. But mm-hmm. That's not any kind. And he wants to make the mud blood clean his room because he's tired of getting the house out to do it. Yeah. No, I, I want a house out. Anybody can buy me a house out of all. Yeah, I'll be happy. <laughs> You'll be grateful? Oh, you have no idea. I would treat it as royalty. Mm-hmm. There you go. It might be uncomfortable with that. But you never know. <laughs> but that's true. But then, if I treat it like royalty, who's going to treat me like royalty other than the house out? Yeah, well, there you go. You can have a... Make a yourself mutual, a really nice dinner. <laughs> a mutual royalty society or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyhow, I didn't think that through, so... <laughs> well, Draco is threatening Chloe with a knife, but he doesn't want to kill her quite yet because it's much more fun to terrorize her. Yeah. Honestly, and then you Harry's... terrorize a little kid. I mean, yeah. how big a person are you? And he paralyzes her again, and we switch back to Harry. Draco's much better at standing up to five-year-olds than adults, apparently. And Harry's having a sleepless night, or he's try well, he's trying to force himself to stay awake to find stuff out, but it doesn't work. So eventually well, he falls asleep. Well, most of the time, the best way to try to stay awake is, I mean, the easiest way to fall asleep is try to stay awake. Yeah, that's yeah. it. He wanders out and goes to, gets to the ballroom, because they're staying at the, um, town hall, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so he has memories of dancing with Ginny, and he sort of closes his eyes just for a moment to imagine it better and falls asleep. Falls asleep. <laughs> and Chloe's got her eyes closed, too, and she's imagining dinner with good things. Uh, glorious food. Yes, because she's hungry. 
And then she'd even eat a Brussels sprout. Ooh, yeah. A little house elf comes in and brings her dinner. Yes, and they startle each other because mm-hmm. she's got her eyes closed and she opens them and there's a house elf right there. Yeah. yeah. You is a great potter then? Binky is honored to meet you. She's like, I'm only five. That's okay. You're nice. Yeah. So. So he gets her some food mm-hmm. and unties her and massages her hands and feet. Or I guess he doesn't actually massage her. She moves towards the fire, which he turns on. Yeah. And then he's got some food for her and she eats that and then he has to tie her up again because yeah. he doesn't want to get in trouble. But she says, my daddy will save you too. Yeah. And then Jenny wakes up. Yeah, even Blinky knows he's not, Draco's not doing so well. Mm-hmm. Blinky's master is not feeling well most lately. <laughs> since. Yeah. He's kind of crazy. Yeah. Just a little. Just a lot. So Ginny wakes up, and it's 6 o'clock in the morning, and there's no Harry. And so she goes looking. And finds him in the ballroom. Yep. And she wakes him up, even though she doesn't really want to. And Harry's like, that's it. I'm done. I'm going after him. He's going <laughs> to kill her. He immediately rushes off to Malfoy Matter. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm coming too. And he says, nope, you can't. You're a nursery school teacher, and you might get hurt, and I will never forgive myself. And so he goes. She's not going to take that. So she wakes up the rest of the crew. And they go off. And Chloe, yeah. meantime, is getting mm-hmm. kicked awake by Aiden Malfoy. Indeed, because he's decided he's going to make her clean his room after all. Mm-hmm. And she eventually goes along with it because she has read a few books and realizes that you, you can maybe escape better if you do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and if- she sets him off. <laughs> Yeah, and the thing is, what what she does is like, no, you can't, yes, you can, no, you can't, yes, you mm-hmm. can, kind of thing. And so it just makes them, she gets them to do what she wants. Right. She's a good Slytherin. <laughs> well, and he's like, she's like, you can't make me do anything because I'm petrified. And he's like, well, I can take the, the take it off. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No. And he tries and he can't. So then he has to call the house elf to come and do it. And he makes the house elf take it off. Mm-hmm. Does. And then she... Climbs up the stairs and climbs up the stairs in odd ways just to annoy him. Mm-hmm. He's apparently easy to annoy. Well, yeah. He's a Malfoy. Yeah. And she says he's boring because he doesn't do anything. When do you have fun? He says, well, I have fun all sorts of times. Mm-hmm. Oh, you play for your, play with your friends? I'm much more important to play, too important to play. Oh, you're boring. Yeah. <laughs> you are so boring. Yeah. And he takes her into a room that's got all kinds of... Armor. It's the armory, yeah. basically. Yeah. Knives and swords and chains and torture which, objects. Which is really kind of, well, she's five, but still. He's giving her a chance at weapons. Not very smart here, kid. Mm-hmm. He is also five, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. So she puts her glove down, or puts a scrap of fabric from her hand, from her uh, dress, down next to one of the cases. Mm-hmm. So they can find that. Yeah. And it's close to where the door is, so. And then we are back to Draco, and apparently he has a thing about rats, because yeah. he keeps seeing them everywhere. When I first saw this, I thought, oh, Peter's there, but mm-hmm. this isn't Peter. This is probably a figment of his imagination, because the first there's one rat, and then there's two, and then they start multiplying, and then there's a whole bunch, and he's, like, twitchy and trying to kill them. And yeah, and Binky comes there. in, and he's killing a bunch of invisible rats and mm-hmm. tearing open pillows and hats and things. Yeah. Uh, but then he remembers about Chloe heading down to do something with her. And then there's a noise from the front of the house. Yes. 
What could it be? I don't know. It's Hagrid again. Well, yeah. Well, the first two letters are right. <laughs> it's Harry Potter. And Aiden just realized that he'd been talking civilly to Chloe, so he needs to, you know, shut up, you dumb mudblood. You gotta do what you you don't know what you're talking about, kind of thing. And yeah, then because she wants to know what the noise is, and he doesn't know. Yeah, but you're not supposed to say I don't know. And then Draco bursts into the room and grabs her and tosses her over his shoulder, and she's screaming and kicking. Mm-hmm. And and Aiden is left in the room with one of Chloe's slippers on the ground. And he gets mad and throws it out the window. Right. Hmm. So, and then Jenny's like, hey, we got to go get Harry. He's trying to break into Malfoy Manor and we can't let him go alone. And so they rally the troops. And even Hagrid's coming. Hagrid and Fang. Fang's coming. You need Fang. Yeah. Fang can sniff things out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fang Fang's can find things good. like slippers that have been thrown out of windows. Yeah. Well, he's a very good finder. He's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> well, and I love that he uh, Percy says to the or you know, or not, Percy's, who is it? Somebody says to the oars, you know, let us at least get started, and then if you need to arrest us, you can. And the oars are like, who, what? We didn't see or hear anything. We don't know that you've left. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, you might notice that there's some extra port keys over on that table, but, of course, we have no idea where they could possibly go. Malfoy I'm like serious, serious grins. I hope you get promoted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So Harry's pounding on the door. Open this door, Malfoy! The rest of them are... They come up. What's, what's he doing? Ron said, incredulously watching Harry. Knock like a gentleman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Sorry. Wasn't thinking. So then he blows the door open. And Malfoy skids to a halt in front of the wall and wraps on the wallpaper. And he decides he doesn't have time to carry Chloe down the stairs. So he just tosses her. Throws her. He throws her, man. Jeez. And even if Harry can break the charm, then she'll probably be broken at the bottom of the stairs anyhow. So there. Ron starts to light his wand, and Harry's like, don't do it, shakes his head. And here comes Draco with his ugly sneer. And Harry says, give me back my daughter. And Malfoy says, I don't have your daughter. Oh, I'm losing my headset. That <laughs> just slid right off my head. Okay. I've had that happen before. Yes. So Harry basically shoves his way in. Mm-hmm. You're not welcome in my home. He's like, I didn't ask to be welcomed. I said move. Yeah. <laughs> so he just basically hexes his way in. Oh, wait, no. Um, just before, they're they're basically threatening him, trying to get him to mm-hmm. get away. But then Draco sees another imaginary rat. Yeah, that kind of messes him up. It keeps distracting him. And finally he starts, he pounces on the floor where it's supposed to be and points his wand at the imaginary rat mm-hmm. and they just sort of walk past him he's gone nuts yeah. so everybody else goes in to search the place and Ron and Harry stay there and so Ron's like I can't leave you alone with him who knows what'll happen and don't turn your back on him either mm-hmm. and then he's like how dare you show yourselves to Lord Voldemort Draco's like what <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, how, you called me Draco. How nice of you to remember my old name. And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Voldemort yeah. is dead. That yeah. can't change it. I am Lord Voldemort, you fool. And then he proceeds to tell her that he ki- he ki- he's killed Cleo. Yeah. 
Chloe. It's mine. I mean, he could, or yeah, Chloe. It is Chloe, right? Yeah, Yeah, it is Chloe. Chloe. Yeah. It's hard to say whether he has or hasn't. Uh And he snaps Harry's wand, too. Yeah, which really ticks Harry off, and then Harry's magic kind of gets the best of him, and Draco pays for it. Because now he doesn't have a way to channel the magic. Mm -hmm. He basically gets him with a force choke, it sounds like. It doesn't really say. But uh, Draco can't breathe anyway, and then he passes out. Meanwhile, Sirius has found Aiden. He's he's (laughs) He's kicking him in the shins. Kicked for his trouble. Please Mm -hmm. tell us where she is. You won't get in trouble. Let me go! And he bites Sirius' wrist. My friend over there is a werewolf. He'll bite you back. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he doesn't care. And Jenny's like, you're not helping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Lupin threatens him with the uh, truth serum instead. Mm-hmm. And Sirius goes, yeah, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> you're as you're bad as ugly. he is. You're so. a Malfoy. We all have our flaws, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Just like. Fine, I'll show you, but I'm not showing him. He doesn't yeah. like Sirius. No. So he'll show Ginny and Remus, and Sirius can follow if he wants to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge yes. crit. Sirius Black, you're as bad as he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then we have uh, Harry waking Ron up, because Ron had got hit by a spell. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ron wants to know if Malfoy's dead, and Harry says no, but I need to go search, and you need to stay here and watch him. Mm-hmm. And Fang finds Chloe's slipper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bar! <laughs> That's fun yeah. on the text reader, too, let me tell you. Baru. Baru! Baru! And so they wander around the house for a bit, and then they find the house elves. Um, but they can't tell him. And yeah. Harry thinks of, well, maybe a trap door, so he's looking at everything. And then he realizes... He notices in the weaponry room that there's an empty wall, mm-hmm. whereas everything else has all this stuff hang- hanging on it. There's one that's empty. So yeah. he tries to go and see if he can find the door. And he does. He manages and to do it. So. They hug each other, and he says, Chloe, I found you, I found you. So they have reunited, and mm-hmm. Chloe is unfortunately having nightmares. Well, understandably you enough. can't blame her. No. And Harry, so, and Harry goes and wakes her, and she's—I mean, yeah, she's just thinking that she's, yeah. So she's gonna, yeah, she's gonna have night terrors for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here, hold Norbert. I'll protect you. Don't worry about it. And she says that Batman's gonna take me away again. And he says, nope, he won't. But she so wants. He's ending up having to just sleep in here, in there with her, yeah. a lot of the time. And he sings a song to her, which looks somewhat familiar. Lyric-wise, but I don't really recognize it, so I don't know. But anyway. And he finally, she finally falls back to sleep, and he's apologizing and saying, I will never let anything happen again, which you really can't ever promise, but... I know, but you know what? He's a man. (laughs) So. Sorry, Scott. (laughs) That's true. And then we go to Ginny, who's having breakfast with Chloe and Megan. Yep. And Harry's vanished, and... um, Ginny wants to know where he is, and Chloe says, well, he's probably picking berries, because mm-hmm. I want some berries, so maybe he wants some, too. <laughs> Winter berries. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. So. Always really pretty. Yeah. It's Frost. Jack Frost, not James Frost. Because <laughs> they decide Ms. James Frost is a better name, so they're just going to call him that. Yeah. Miss Fig got the name wrong. Yeah. And Harry comes in, and 
Apparently, he's been out for a fly and crashed into a bush. <laughs> yeah. I didn't it, it, find any winter berries, but I might have landed in one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. I have a book called Quidditch. It's my favorite. It's got five pictures. Let's go. Oh, by the way, can we be excused, says Megan? Because <laughs> Megan's well-trained, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Carry on, says Judy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 She was trying to do a Rodsky feint and didn't manage it. Didn't pull up soon enough. Mm-hmm. So he crashed into a bush. Ginny's like, you have to think of Chloe. And he said, yeah, I did. About how much fun she would have been having with me. That's not what I meant. Mm-hmm. Are you implying I can't take care of myself? Yep. Oh, yeah, I kiss. Kissy, kissy, kissy. So the kids are looking at the Quidditch book, and they find a much younger-looking Harry in it. Mm-hmm. Daddy looks older now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Chloe decides she's thirsty, so she's going to go back and get some juice, because she left it in the kitchen. And so she goes down and notices them kissing. Mm-hmm. So she just Uh-oh. decides to watch for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and she then- and Norbert settle down to watch. And and she's when they finally realize she's in there, she's crying. And Ginny's like, "Are you hurt? Here's Norbert." And no, because they screamed at each other. Yeah, it's oh, it's so wonderful. It's all beautiful, even Chloe. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's, that startles her. That's what makes her cry, cry from shock. Uh, but and she wants to know what they were you. doing. <laughs> well, um, I was kissing your father. Well, yes, but why? Because <laughs> we like each other. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, it means you love each other, because that's what thing people do. And now you have to get married. <laughs> First you dance together, now you're kissing. Obviously, you're getting married. <laughs> yeah. Because you love each other. I mean, just get straight to the point, girl. I love this girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so... Finally, Harry sort of escapes to his office. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I'll be in my room if you want to care about each other very much. More. More. <laughs> yes. Jenny's <laughs> like, I can't decide if she's plotting the whole thing or if she's really just that funny. Harry's like, she's gifted. Very gifted. <laughs> well, either way, we should follow orders. Mm-hmm. And then we have a little more snogging. Mm-hmm. Of course. You gotta have a little snog. Gotta have a little snog. Gotta have a little snog. So that's a nicer place to wrap up, actually. It so is. It works. Yeah. And apparently the lullaby is a Billy Joel song, which I have not heard before. But some of the lyrics and things were sort of typical of lullabies, so that's probably why it seemed familiar. That makes sense. And this is where we're ending. Kind of a, a scary chapter with Draco stealing Chloe. And I wonder, because I have not read ahead, so... I read it once a long time ago, but I don't remember. Uh, I kind of wonder what's going to happen to Aiden, because <laughs> I think mm-hmm. they should put Aiden with Dudley. That would just be mm-hmm. poetic justice oh, right there. But he's a freak, too. They can't have the child freaks around the house. I know, they can't have the, the child freaks around the house, but yeah. it would just be so good. Yeah. Yes, I can't remember what happened either. I think that's about where I, I ended myself. So I, I love the ones well. where... Uh, Hagrid gets control of the spoiled rotten kids because, you know, they're like the animals that he trains. So yeah. maybe they'll give him to Hagrid. Oh, never, go no. work in the forest. No, I think I enjoy this story so much because it's just the little dialogue, the little banter mm-hmm. back and forth. It's just so, it's, it's little, it's quick witted and it's just so funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's got good banter. And that is something that we've always enjoyed as 
our version of Potterfic Weekly. We like to find the fix that have good banter in them. We're good and, at that. Yeah, we like banter. And we she do. does a, she does a four year old so well. I I think it's I think it's she. I would imagine. I would think so. Yeah. Looking for Caitlin. The author's name is Caitlin, yeah. so I would say that that would be a female. Yeah. Yeah. And she wrote this in 2002, and she wrote the sequel in 2005. Hmm. Or finished the sequel in 2005, anyway. Don't know when she started it, but this one was last updated in um, October of 2002. Yeah, like I said, this is an this is an it's an old because I mean we got we got Fred, we got George, we got we get everybody here, and right. not even in it. So I mean, yeah, yeah, she didn't exist yet. Well, it's fun, and I'm glad that we weren't left hanging too far with Draco having her because we weren't sure what he was going to do, especially when we found out how crazy he is. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, lots of this is like an instant gratification story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a lot of chapters, so it's a quick read, and it's a nice read where you're just like, oh, okay, and you get instantly <laughs> gratified. It's just a happy, just just uh, sometimes you just need to read one of those things. Yeah. So thanks for recommending this one, Trisha. I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. I'm glad. I was kind of worried because sometimes we read such serious stuff and I'm like, this is so not serious. <laughs> <laughs> it has serious in it. It does have serious yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, he's not very serious either. No, he's not. I've been reading a bunch of one-shots lately and some of them are good and some of them are not so. So <laughs> it's kind of like, Okay. Yeah, I, but, uh, I'm, re- I'm reading ahead um, on the other the other book that we're doing, the other um, story that we're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm having issues, but I'm trying not to have issues with it. So okay. Apparently, um, this is not related to anything. Just happened to be uh, wandering around the internet. But apparently, Saturday is the anniversary of the day that Dobby was set free. Oh, fun! According to MuggleNet, it was May 30th um, in 1993. So Dobby. Bobby is a free elf. Yeah, I'm not seeing where they get that specific date. Like, it makes sense that it was somewhere around the end of May, early June, or something like that. But um, maybe they just picked it. It's hard to say. Or maybe there's somewhere in there where it says like the next day is the last day of May or something. Do not see that in their quotes that they have about it at the moment. So. Anyway, that was kind of fun. Yeah. It's a good, you know, it's just a fun story. And since we're talking about that kind of stuff that Scott just said, um, I will say that, and I'm going to mess up his name, Eddie Redmayne has officially been uh, announced as Newt's uh, commander. commander in the Harry Potter. I thought they had officially announced it a couple of weeks ago, but apparently it wasn't quite officially yet. So it's mm-hmm. now official. That should be fun. Mm-hmm. We need to say goodnight so I can go have some dinner. (laughs) Trisha needs to go to bed. (laughs) Trisha, I'm going to be in your time zone next week. (gasps) We'll have to figure this out. Yeah, really. And Scott, you're going Thursday through Monday. Is that true? Yes, that's right. So flying down Thursday morning, flying back Monday evening. So yeah, but you wouldn't be back. I think we should just cancel it. We could could maybe. I'm not back here until like ten. So yeah. Well, yeah, because I'm probably not going to be home. Ark is going out with the outlaws. So, oh, okay. Uh, so uh, that means I get I get free time. Mm-hmm. Do anything free that time. I want. What is this strange concept of free yes. time? Yes, I know. 
well, free time for me to do, like, okay, um, if I want to go out with friends, I can go out with friends. If I want to make um, salmon, I can, and I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> it's all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I can eat. If I wanted to go to the bar after work, I can. There you go. All and right. if I want to do hot yoga after work, I can do hot yoga after work. I can do. I can go to the running club. I can do anything I want. Trisha, <laughs> your run today—it <laughs> wasn't a run; it was a walk. Was the weirdest thing I have ever seen. I was like, "Oh, she's drunk." <laughs> my friends, it's my friend and I um, were wa- we're walking, and so we so I showed her the app. So we're we're, we're playing on the app, and now our big thing now is seeing if we can get the same time and everything as as each other, mm-hmm. and. Um, but we're trying to get more more mileage in it, so we're working in like a an office park kind mm-hmm. of thing. So we go into everybody's um, little driveway in parking lot, and we walk the parking lots and all of them. But uh, my friend, um, I have a I have a two, I have a two mile loop that I do, and on this two mile on this two mile loop, I got I got pulled over by the security mall security guards. That's right. You're not allowed to walk in the in their parking lot or something. Yeah, I'm like, whatever. I did it again two days later. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get in trouble. I know. So we'll it, bail you out, Tricia. Yeah, you call so us. Next, we'll bail you out. <laughs> don't worry. They only have tasers. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And, uh, and so my girlfriend and I, when we go walk and we do this little thing, my girlfriend, he called and she's like, did you get chased by the mall guards again? And I'm like, no. Because <laughs> it looks like it. It, kind it of does look like, like you've been running from somebody. Yeah, it looks like family circus or. Um, yeah. As my one girlfriend, she goes, all you need is the Benny Hill kind of kind of music <laughs> while you're doing it. Yeah. It's like the Scooby Doo in in and out of the doors down the hallway thing. Yeah, yeah and I, that's what it is. I, I did the lot. just read a kind of fun one shot of uh, it was a Harry Potter one shot. They're going to a Muggle Halloween party at Justin's, I don't know somebody's house, and they're dressed up as uh, Scooby Doo people. <laughs> okay. And, oh, shocking! And as they are doing that, there's this other foursome that are going into this old haunted church or something that's it's supposed to be haunted, but they don't believe that there's ghosts. And then a ghost comes, and they go running, screaming out of the church, right in front of the van that Harry's driving because he's, you know, they're going to the, the mystery machine. Yes. And so it's a crossover Harry Potter Scooby Doo crossover. It was kind of fun, actually. <laughs> yeah, that could be fun. But I lost the. I have to go back and find out where I had kept the page open where I had the the different titles on, so I could go back and find them. And I accidentally closed it trying to close a different window, so I have to go back and find them. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We got some work to do now. Melinda gave me some books to read today. Melinda's writing again, which is Ooh. very exciting. Yes, indeed. She's got a good chunk of it done, so that's cool. We might have something for next season. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Something new. Something new. Well, yeah. And I, I knew she was writing because it's on her mailing list thing, but it's uh, it's been fun. She's been asking questions. And, and there's something about Australia in there because she's asked a couple Australian questions, so mm. that's cool. 
Well, I guess we should wrap up for the night. And uh, I suppose go to bed, etc. But yeah, so we should fun. say bed. Bed. All right. Well, we'll say good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night, Trisha. Good night. That's good. <laughs> we got the yawn in there. That's very good. So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.